This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, I am Stamford Chidge, of course. It's Friday night. It means it's a preview show. And, of course, we have the absolutely stupendous uh, Mr. Mr. Chelsea Fanbite himself, Jonathan Kidd. Thank you, Chidge, for those lovely words. Thank you. It was uh, good fun to be able to do a Fanbite after such a success uh, during the week, which was um, um, joyous to see us. Uh, scoring so many goals, we don't then have to worry about whether they're going, they're going to score any and overtake us. Um, but yeah, no, it was great fun. Great good, fun good. Um, who have we got on the show tonight? Well, here's a clue. <laughs> it is, of course, the housewife's choice. It is, it is of course, the goalie himself. It is, of course, the very last replacement for the grocer who double booked madly and has been absolutely apoplectic with apology on WhatsApp for his double booking. But there, in the last minute, he comes to the rescue. Yeah. It's Clayton Beerman. Yeah. <laughs> what a legend you are, mate. That's really last minute. Absolute pleasure. Always happy to help when I can talk rubbish yeah. with the rest of you. And uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good to see. Actually saw JK in the flesh on uh, Wednesday, which was nice. We hugged. Oh. We did hug, and and I, I I don't want to embarrass Jonathan, but it was quite funny because he was um, he was waiting for a friend uh, to to uh, give him a ticket and what have you, and being Jonathan, the friend turned up to be a very very well known television actor, uh, and I was just like, oh okay, it's a very well known television actor, and said hello, and that was it really. Can you I tell just... us who it was? Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I don't know. That's that. That's at Jonathan's behest. No, no, I just said. Uh, I said, oh, this is Robert Bathurst. Who? And uh, Robert Bathurst. Who's he? He is basically the el the the older man in the the Cold Feet program, yeah. and he's been in absolutely loads of stuff. And he was delightful. Um, and I didn't want to say 
my wife loves your cold feet because um, that would have sounded a bit weird. Well, um, you could have done a quick selfie. That would have been great. Well, I yeah, well, I didn't really, I didn't want to do that. I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age, and I think my days of doing selfies are, are probably gone. Yeah, no, I didn't think of it, but on, on reflection, knowing the the uh, the love your wife has for him, I should have definitely done that. Now, well, ne next time. Anyway, just, hello, good evening. Up, hello. He phoned up at any chance of a ticket because he was he's a brighton fan and he likes mm. potter he was he was much more enthusiastic about the win than i was actually because mm. <laughs> he, he saw patterns he said it's potter he's doing his doing his magic yeah and i spoke to him afterwards but uh, yeah it was a fantastic coincidence there was somebody at um uh at the cfuk store who uh whose son wasn't coming and so he he he, he had a ticket spare brilliant sat next to him and, uh, and in fact i'm going to give him a shout out it Good. was um tim freeman okay thank you Thank you, Tim, for being available and having the ticket. And I hope uh, you enjoyed sitting next to Robert because he enjoyed sitting next to you and he loved it. So thank you, mate. That was great. Okay. And a wonderful coincidence of that, that uh, you happened to be there with the ticket just at that moment. And then I phoned Robert up and he was in South Ken and he came along and he was hugely excited and then foolishly took a very large bag, which which um, uh, took him an hour to pick up at the end of the game. So, uh, so don't take a bag to the games. No, never do that. Right, who else have we got on tonight? We've got a journalist on, of course. Yeah, I've, I've never, we, he's not on the show very often. No, so It's too important, mate. That's the rashness. He's had the day off. Has he? At, yeah, so he's going to be very relaxed. Okay. Together about things. So um, uh, I'm being phoned from by Cardiff. I'm getting rid of them. Um, so um, it is, of course, Adam Newsom. Ah! Thank you very much, JK. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Mm. I am somewhat relaxed, uh, as relaxed as you can be at the moment, I think. Mm, good stuff. All right, let's get on with it. Tonight, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the uh, Chelsea AC Milan game, of course, and uh, then we're going to have a little dabble with Potter's presser. Um, and then in part two, there's no opposition view. I'm too busy to find opposition fans. Sorry, but that's how we are. These that's how I'm rolling at the moment. Uh, so part two will just be me, JK, and Clayton uh, running the rule over the Chelsea Wolves game on Saturday. But uh, starting with the Chelsea AC Milan game, um, a game that very frustratingly I was not able to go to, as you know, because I have to work late on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. In fact, actually, I I I, I was so late working that I. I actually I had to record it, obviously, and then I started watching it as it was kind of the last 20 minutes were still going on. Of course, typically I knew the result. And I was so tired by the time I was like watching it back. I actually I fell asleep. And this is no, no, this is, by the way, I should caveat that this is no indictment of how Chelsea played. I was just absolutely poop. So I, I only saw 80 minutes of it. I was just absolutely whack. But anyway, my, my, um, my take on this, uh, Adam, is that. It was a good win, you know, much needed good win. Um, but how poor were Milan? I mean, we had a we had Sheridan Bird on 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 uh, Monday. He's an old mate of mine and knows Milan inside and out, and he was pretty confident that we would win. And uh, you know, he he did make the point that they had nine injuries. But actually, the point he was really making was that really Syria A is miles behind the Premier League, and they 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 just are too slow and that they they would get bombed out by us. And that's kind of pretty much what happened, I think. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, keep in mind the nine injuries um, that will play a part with any side. Um, but it was clear that Chelsea were a level above on 
uh, on Wednesday night. Um, physically, they looked quicker and stronger. Um, and barring that late first half chance that Milan had to make it 1-1, I mean, they, they didn't really do much at all in, in an attacking sense. Um, I know sort of we'll, we'll talk about him obviously more in a second, but Reese really did a job on, on Rafa Leal. Um, you know, he, he had that one flash where he skipped between Reese and, and Trevor Chalaba, um, who I also thought did very well after he came on. Um, but yeah, they were disappointing. Um, and I've seen some, as you say, there's there's been quite a strong reaction to it. I'm not jumping on Milan or awful or, or not quite at Chelsea's level just yet, because obviously they have to go to San Siro next week and it'll probably be very different there. So, um, so yeah, a very good win, a very uh, important win. I think Chelsea had to win that game if they were going to get out of the group, uh, to be honest. Um, and the fact that they did it in that style um, was um, was very good for Graham Potter. I think that gives him a level of authority now. Um, was obviously important for the players. And I think it was very important for, for Todd Bowley and the ownership um, because I think this was the first big night of their ownership in terms of a big night, big game, big opposition, and you, and you go and win convincingly. Um, of course, you know, you can't say it's completely vindicated their decision to move on Thomas Tuchel because we're only going to find that out over the months ahead, really. Um, but you have a feeling that this is a Chelsea side that is, again, moving in a positive direction. There is um, there is a, a more attacking outlook to it, I think, um, even though the system wasn't a huge departure from what Tuchel did. I thought the mechanics within it were... There were far more positive players in the box. I noticed that many more players in the box than we've seen before. Mm. But I think that's you, 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 obviously Tuchel's brilliant, and and we're never going to try and, and play down what he has achieved. And and his tactical mind is probably twenty times bigger than mine for football. But um, you know, Tuchel was all about control. Was all about minimising risk. About making sure players uh, were in good positions when Chelsea lo- when Chelsea lost the ball, so that Chelsea couldn't get countered. Whereas I do think there's a and appreciation for uh, from Graham Potter to actually play with a bit more risk, allow players to express themselves a little bit more, take a few more chances, um, and I think we saw sort of that on on Wednesday night with with how Reece played in that second half because once he locked down Rafa Leal, it became very clear Leal wasn't going to go back with him. So Reece was like, okay, fine. Well, I'm I'm confident now in my defending against you, and now I'm just going to go run up the other end of the pitch by myself and and absolutely terrorise you. But he, he was completely phenomenal. Reese was an absolutely, I mean, top draw, world class performance. You know, he's a all this business about Tr- Terence Trent Arnold, the comparison. He can't defend Trent Arnold the comparison with Reese. Reese just just had this guy who's supposed to be the best player in 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 Italy, possibly the best winger, in his pocket completely. Other than that one moment at the end of the half, I have to say I think he's a decent player. That layout, I wouldn't mind buying him. He looks pretty good to me. Big, athletic, very speedy. Be perfect. But Reese is a is a he's a class ahead. JK okay. on the Liao point. I mean, I've yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd not seen him before. I, I would imagine you know very few of us have. But there was something, and I'm not saying he's like Eden Hazard. But there was something quite Eden Hazard like about his desire to run with the ball and keep going in the penalty yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't compare them at no, all. I wasn't trying to, but you, you, you get you, you get the comparison I'm making. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, you know, the, the the player of the season for me, the winger for the season was Vinicius last year. It was completely mm. magnificent for Real Madrid. And if you look at him, he hasn't got great huge dribbling skills. Just unbelievably quick. And this guy Liao is a real, real speedster. And uh, and I thought, yeah, you know, given the fact that I think they're going to buy 
this other chap and Kunku, and they're going to, I think they'll buy Liao as well, actually. I think they'll buy some really top players, this, this Clearwater, but because they can. And, um, uh, and, and they'll just get some, some really class acts to play. And he was great, but Reese was all over him like a cheap suit. Was quite magnificent. It was, and then Reese's goal. Oh my good! And the cross as well for Aubameyang. I have to say, huge kudos to Aubameyang because you had Tomori flailing in front of him, and he paid no attention to him, like a wicketkeeper looking for the ball and ignoring the batsman, and just volleyed it in. And I, I'm very impressed with Aubameyang. The runs he makes, the fact he was there, you thought, my goodness, for the first time. How many so, touches did he have? Four up until. How many that, goals did he score? As the bloke behind me yeah, said. It doesn't matter. He said, he said I, of course not. Of course He, he had a chance. Matter. He had a chance and he took it. And that's well, what, what I you love want from the your fact striker. That he said it, the bloke said it just before. In fact, he'd said, how many fucking touches has Obama Yang had? He said, he's had four. I said, he's just scored. He went, ah, ha, ha, ha. I thought, yeah. And I said, it's like Jimmy Greaves. He said, who? Um, but, you know, it was, uh, it, yeah, it was in two goals and two games. Very impressive, Obama Yang. You know, yeah. and I, you know it's, it's it, good. It's, it's interesting the way it works. Can I just say very briefly? I there's a chap on um, uh, on Twitter uh, uh, um, who, in fact, we know John uh, McKenzie, who, who's um, yeah, yeah, uh, Leeds bloke, yeah, Leeds, yeah, who's a huge, 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 um, and analyzes all the the uh, uh, the patterns that they're playing and they're pushing forwards. He said that Potter caused them to press the midfield was pressing for, further forward than than you'd expect, and absolutely caused them to just not deal with any of the Chelsea forwards. And you think it, the, the most minute of tactics that we as kind of lay people cannot see happening, Potter is implementing. Yeah. It's these little things, you know, you do. And clearly that it's, that that thing is important. You have to have the players, obviously. But I, my, my, but sorry to, to steal your thunder, Adam, because you were, you were talking, but I, I felt that, um, I really thought they were very poor though, Milan. I mean, we have to be, we have to take this with a pinch of salt, this. Because they well, were. we do, we do, you know, but, we but, do, but JK, JK, yeah. we still, we've, we've come, we've, you know, we've come unstuck against poor teams in the past. No, no, and, hey, and hey. You, you can only beat what's in front of you, and we beat them three 0 I watched the Barcelona Inter Milan game during the week. Yeah. Barcelona were all over, all over Inter. Could not score. Yeah, exactly. They a lucky goal. Spent the whole of the second half Inter cheating. Yeah. Exactly what you'd expect. The referee, all he did was add on time. Yeah. Constant injuries, flow of the game, yeah. and even a handball that VAR missed. Come on, JK. You, you must have appreciated the irony of that, though. Yeah, I did. I appreciated yeah. the irony. <laughs> Indeed, let, let, let alone the poetic justice in it. Clayton, I want to bring Clayton in. because I, briefly, I've written a song called about VAR based yeah. on something, which is going to be out soon. All so oh, right, we'll, okay, cool. Yeah. You can yeah. do it as a fan bite. Uh, no, it'll it'll be separate. It'll be Rudy V. I'm oh, Rudy V's. Oh, brilliant. Okay, all right. Clayton, Clayton, Clayton. Um, yeah, R- Reese was just fantastic. I mean, he's just superb. But I tell you what, mate. You know who I was really impressed with, and this is not just because I said not two weeks ago. I think there's somebody in the side who could play a much better better role than Jorginho in the same position, and that's Ruben Loftus Cheek. And I thought he was majestic. I really do. And I think the role suits him. And I think he brings something to the party that Jorginho just cannot do. Different players, mate. Different players. Um, just, just going back to to Reece James, just for one second. It's it's hard. I, I think not since Eden Hazard has there been a player that we've had that actually dictates how we play. 
because I don't know, and maybe it was my perception, that when we went 3-0 up, Reese just basically lit up a cigar. And it was just like, I've done, I've done my job. We're 3-0 up. The game's won. And the whole tempo of what we were doing is linked to how he's playing. It's extraordinary. And I, I mean, he was fantastic. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, yes, I know he got a lot of praise and I think he is okay. I, I think that there's a lot of, and I'm, I'm not being down on him because I think, you know, if, if you look at, at his display and you look at what he's best at, they were two different things and he's basically setting into a role. What it reminded me of was um, Obi Mikel because when Obi Mikel played for Nigeria, he was this marauding midfielder who'd smack the ball, he'd run with the ball and smack it in from 20 yards. And when we had him, he stayed in his position. He never lost the ball. He played these short passes and people got on his back because they thought, oh, he's boring and he's this and the other. And he was integral. Now, whether... Ruben can become that player or we want him to become that player I don't know um but it'll be interesting because obviously a different yet another different manager god knows how many he's played under now um but yes and uh, however poor Milan were the the one thing that I I really want to big up was was the fact that there was so much energy in our performance on Wednesday night so missing from every single game apart from the Spurs game at home. The second and the third goal were both basically scored because we won the ball back via Chilwell, Mount and Cover. And it was just, yes, they were poor, but they were made to be. They, they weren't allowed to settle apart from the first couple of minutes or when it looked like we weren't actually going to be able to get the ball at all. But I just thought I thought it was good, and and I agree with uh, Obama Yang, which is great. You know, he's in the groove now, and yes, that's the first time we've scored a goal like that for ages. And you think about all those wasted Reese James crosses over the last God knows how many years. Um, I thought everybody played well. I, I thought Kuda Bali started off like an absolute loon. I don't know what he was doing. I'm not sure about him at the moment. At well, I, I think he once he'd calmed down and he'd actually just sort of, I, I think he tried to impress or, or sort, of, sort of stamp his authority on the Milan strikers, um, but he didn't need to. Uh, but, but him and Silva, it was interesting at how quickly they came out to, to win the ball in front of Ollie and the other strikers. But yeah, I just thought it was a good all-round performance. I, I, you know, there wasn't anybody that didn't play well. Um, I thought Fafana looked a bit nervous and then he got into his stride and then obviously got injured. Uh, but no, I just thought everybody looked good. Yeah. I thought Mount, by the way, Adam, was... Um, he looked he looked back to the, the player we know and love. I mean, he... It's really interesting, actually. You kind of watch him actually off the ball, let alone on it. And, I mean, I've said this before and people think I'm bonkers, but I, I think there's a... I think there's a future Chelsea captain here because... There's something about Mount, the way he buzzes around, he gets involved, he's talking all the time. He gets it. He really clearly, you know, gets the mentality of the club. And he's, I mean, I love Bruce James and people talk about him as a captain, but I still think that James is a bit hot-headed. 
Um, whereas Mount, you know, he he, it's a real art, isn't it? Captaining at, at this kind of level in terms of knowing how far you can push it with the opposition and the referees, knowing when to to come, you know, to come back from that. I think I think Mount kind of gets that, but he never takes a step back. He's always the first when there's any aggro going on. But other than that, I thought his performance was very Mount-like. I mean, you know, he was very unlucky not to score a couple of goals. And that pass he did to, to Reese James from one side of the pitch to the other, blind, was just superb, Adam. Yeah, he looked far more much, uh, like himself. Um, he has had a really difficult start to this season. Uh, he, his level has been well off what we've seen. Mm, definitely. Um, I have wondered partly if that's just because of the sheer amount of games he's played over the last... Um, five years I mean I was looking at this uh, at the other week you know he's played not even six full seasons of professional football yet but has made over 250 appearances Uh, he's made 170 appearances for Chelsea and he's played three seasons and a bit that is ridiculous so I have been wondering if maybe there was just a little bit of fatigue not even necessarily physical fatigue but just mental fatigue from that workload but all that being said, yes, he looked far better um, on Wednesday night. I think he is going to transition into playing more of a midfield role now under Graham Potter regularly. I know from speaking to people around him, that's where he wants to play regularly. He doesn't want to be this sort of hybrid, wide attacking player. He wants to be a number eight. He wants to do box to box. And I do think he'll get that opportunity. Um but yeah, it, it was good to see him back uh, to that level. Um, as future captain goes, I mean, yeah, I mean it'd be him. It'd be him and Reese, I guess, fighting over it, maybe, uh, or doing it in a similar way to Lampard and Terry. Um, well, there's a bit. I there's have... a bit of a Lampard and Terry ness about them both, if you think about it. You know, Lampard mm-hmm. a little bit more cultured, a bit more cerebral, and uh, you know, Terry more physical and in your face. You could say the same about Mountain James, really, couldn't you? Yes, that's a very fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've always wondered about, obviously, club captain is such a broad. Is such a broad thing now as, as club captain you're expected to attend events do functions do blah 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 and to be fair to mason mount mason mount will do those things tell mason mount to go and dance in a commercial and mason mount will go and dance in a commercial <laughs> now i've spoken to reese reese isn't as as extrovert as mason is and maybe the off-pitch stuff shouldn't really affect anything like captaincy but as club captain you do have certain expectations of you uh from a wider club perspective so that may be something that comes into play down the line but but yeah, um, Mason was good. Reese was exceptional. Thiago was was silly good again. Um, and I thought Ruben was brilliant. And I love Ruben. And I will always defend him and think that there's such a player there. I mean, you know, Thomas Tuchel said it. The only thing he lacks really is confidence mm. in himself because physically his build, his skill set um, is, is sort of prototype midfielder. He doesn't um, get knocked over, does he, much like certain people? Well, he look, at the weekend against Palace, he brought a level of physicality into midfield that we really needed. Yeah. Uh, that was the case again on, on Wednesday. My only issue with Reece, uh, sorry, with, with Ruben playing in that double six is I still don't think defensively mm-hmm. he is as aware as of what's around him. Um, and against teams that dominate the ball, that is still probably more of an issue. But for the other night, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. JK? It's just, it was the role of captain. I mean, we're, you know, um, Aspie's the club captain, so he does all of those those yeah. social things, I'd have said. But on the field, I mean, Silver was captain during the week and he he's not in a position to uh, 
to um, cajole the referee into anything because he doesn't speak English. He very took well. took the armband on on uh, Wednesday night, didn't he? He was he was I actually the captain that night. What I just said. Yeah, yeah. Tiago speaks okay English now, from what I can gather, okay, but just he... not en- not enough to do uh, like an interview in English. An interview, right. Okay, but no. So I I just get slightly bewildered by this. That you know he's captain material. I don't think it matters. I don't think it's just that you know who's going to contribute on the pitch. And that's where it's important. I think the other one is just more of a, a totemic figure. Well, that, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Jorginho took the armband when Silva went off, didn't he? Mm. No, obviously... no, no. The, 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 he didn't go off. What uh, It just happened when they made the substitutions. Oh, I'm and sorry. Yeah, Silva yeah. came over at the same time yes. just to give him the armband. And everybody thought Silva was coming off. And yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. was going... What are they doing? What tactical yeah, wizardry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it wasn't thinking, that. He was just giving him the armband. Swap Connor for Silver. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. But the problem is, if you if you name a, a club captain because you want someone to do all this ceremonial stuff yeah. as well as it, and 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 that player is such a crucial player to you, like someone like Mount is, then by definition they will then take the captaincy come and come match day. But look, Chelsea had in, in the Mourinho era, Chelsea had about five or six national team captains in their team. Yeah, Leadership doesn't mean you have to wear an armband. Leadership can come in lots of different forms, but just from the ceremonial aspect of being club captain, Mason probably has more aspects to what would make that than Reese at the moment. But Reese is, let's not forget, Reese is still 22 years old. But you will still grow and develop as a person and as a player. You, you, you make a brilliant point. Sorry to interrupt. You make a brilliant point because I, I went to um, I went to the the last of the the Roman era sort of Holocaust memorial things at the Imperial War Museum, and both um, Asby and Magda um, were there as club captains representing the club and speaking. And I'm not saying that. Reese or Mount or what have you can't do that, but it is it is a, it's it's an ambassadorial role and it, it goes much further. And these guys are so young, and it's not a criticism of them. Sometimes it might be quite difficult for them to represent the club at at, at some of those sort of events. Now, obviously, the change of ownership with those those events may not be, or that type of event may not be so prevalent anymore. But it, it is something to to basically. Um, to be wary of but the bottom line is you know on the pitch you want everybody to be a captain I know that not everybody's vocal and what have you but you want people to be telling everybody what they're supposed to be doing and and and, you know as love him or loathe him Jorginho does not shut his mouth when he's on the pitch he's a leader in his own way we've acknowledged that in the past I think haven't we JK old bean you know just to talk about I want to talk about Mount briefly was um uh, I think he'll start scoring goals again because I thought these the, the very first very shot close wasn't he first time yeah it was a great save by the keeper actually mm. who, who looked a bit ropey for the rest of the game but that was his best save and then he had the offside goal which he took well and he had another another one that was blocked it looked goal bound as well and I thought well he's he's not taking a touch he's just shooting he's always been very good at that and I think he'll start scoring actually yeah. I think well let's hope really. so I think finally he was really good he was really yeah really he good. was I thought he was exceptional this he kind of lifted his game and it you know you know what I said that's weird isn't it I said it on Monday or, or the previous Friday I said look you know he was saying that form is temporary class is permanent he's too good for a poor trot of form which is what he's had to last he will play his way out of it and that's possibly why both Tuchel 
and now Potter keep playing him because they know at some stage it's all going to click for him again. He's too good a player for it not to. Anyway, to wrap up the AC Milan bit. I just uh, want to say about Tre- Trevor Chalabar. Sorry to interrupt. Can we? Quickly. Well, yeah, I'll go on then. Yeah, yeah. Part of it, who was, um, was great. Came on for Fofana, was great. You know, because you, you were saying, we were talking about what has happened to him. And even even mentioned him during Potter mentioned him during the uh, the presser. Yeah. So well so, done, Potter. By the way, I would say because I think you know that was a that was a big match for him. That really, really was, and he could have shrunk, but he didn't. I thought he did very well. I thought the way they he set him up tactically, the subs and everything. So well done, Potter. Now look, we uh, we were going to talk about Potter's presser only really because I like the alliteration of it. But the fact of the matter is, bless his little heart, he never actually says anything. So. I know I'm 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 clutching here when I wrote three things down. So I'm going to swerve it all because a certain young man who's in our presence, J.K., uh, wrote a very interesting piece today, which got the hop on a lot of people like Matt Law. Tee um, Chelsea are about to sign a new technical director, I believe, Adam. According to your piece, yes, they are bringing in uh, Christopher Vivell. I think it's how you say it. I'm, I'm maybe getting that wrong. Um, someone else who has worked in the Red Bull stable. Um, so they obviously had uh, an idea of who they wanted, or at least the profile of person who they wanted to fill this technical director role. Someone who um, has good knowledge of multi-club models, basically, and, and scouting within that and, and building and uh, a long-term vision around that. And, and, and look, we kind of know that's the route Chelsea are going to go down now. Um, they are looking to buy another club, um, if not more. So having someone who has that experience is important. Having someone who will know what Josko's Vardiol's release clause is, is probably quite helpful um, <laughs> come next summer uh, or before. Um, so no, it's an appointment Chelsea have been looking to make for a while. It's not going to be the last one going into this recruitment structure. It's probably the interesting thing, you know, they want to get someone else in as well. Um, but it's a sign that, uh, that, you know, this new Chelsea is being formed um, as a Chelsea based around, as, as we've said before, you know, collaboration and, and discussion. And, and there'll be uh, people put into roles that the bowling Clear Lake think uh, are, are near the best, if not the best in class. Um, and they've always said, you know, early into their ownership, and this is what they've done at, um, at the LA Dodgers and the like, once you get the people that you trust and believe in and you think are, are have the quality to do the job, you let them get on with it. At that point, you don't start meddling and interfering. You trust these guys and that you, and you empower them. So that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see if Bowley still ends up being sporting director come January because they originally wanted to get a sporting director in, but that hasn't happened. You know, this guy's going to be coming in as a technical director, which is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, so, so Chelsea are starting to put in the hierarchy. Yeah, very quickly before, before Clayton comes in, um, I did notice in your piece that Leipzig had sacked him. Do you know why? So he, it was announced he was leaving Leipzig this morning for differing uh, views, I think it was the wording of it. He wanted but, to go to Chelsea and they didn't want him to go. <laughs> maybe, maybe. As I say, I, I have tried to have a day off for the most part. But um, yeah, that, that was the reason Leipzig gave differing views. That was literally announced this morning. And then about five, not even five, probably about two hours, if not less, later, mm-hmm. it was... Oh, actually, he's going to be joining Chelsea. Yeah, fair enough. So, as you say, it's probably fair dis- differing views, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Clayton, sorry to uh, butt in there, but... Uh... 
Yeah, no, I, I, Adam's probably the right person to ask. So sporting director, technical director. Technical director is the person that's in charge of all the data and stuff to do with data. Sporting is somebody who deals with transfers, etc. Is that is that the main difference between the two? I believe so. So <laughs> if you look at... Um, and and the, the other thing is... The the guy that Potter brought with him, is it Kavanaugh or something? No, Kyle, Kyle McCauley. Kyle, that's the one. Thank you, Jonathan. And and we, what does he do? I, I think he's a recruitment person, isn't he? So he'd be the one that would deal with the sporting director. But is there any news on whether, if we've got him, why he can't be the sporting director, apart from what you just said? And it's very, very similar to when Roman came in. He went out, got Peter Kenyon because he perceived that Peter Kenyon was the best chief exec out there, etc. So they're doing a lot of what Roman was doing, going out and getting all the best, best in class, as they say. Yeah. Uh, so technical director is probably similar to more what Petr Cech was doing, uh, which was to knit every department together. To, and, and under Boley, uh, you know, they, they want to have, more interdepartmental discussion they don't want it to be you're the academy you're the first team we don't share stuff with you because we're like look that never made sense to me it's strange not to, to do that as a, as a one club thing so i think that will be that element with it and of course you know as we we're saying the multi-club models knitting all that together whereas the sporting director will be focused more yes on transfers you know coming up with discussions around fees with with clubs and everything like that um Carl McCauley, I mean, I I guess from the perspective of him doing the sporting director role, he's very much a Graham Potter guy. He's always gone with Graham Potter. So from the club's perspective, it's probably not the best person to have in that role because if Potter wasn't to work out, which we, you know, we hope it does, but that would probably mean you lose your sporting director as well as your coach. And ultimately, the sporting director is, in theory anyway, more important than the coach because the sporting director is the one who helps flush out your vision and implements the squad and is the coach who then manages it. I guess Carl McCauley will probably be quite a good conduit between the sporting director and Graham Potter and it will mean that Graham Potter doesn't have to sit in on every discussion around transfer targets and and all that stuff because he'll have Carl McCauley there and he trusts him. So it'll probably save Potter some, uh, some time where he can just get on with coaching which, you know, a certain German wanted to do before he... Yeah, left yeah, yeah, yeah. Send his agent out which is what TT did. By the way, I think it, what Potter's presser needs a little sting, doesn't it, Chidge? It needs something like doodly doo dee doo uh, Are you Potter. on it? Are you doing it? Yeah, I'll do it. Diddly doo just... Potter's presser. Something like that, you know. Something do one of your of... Harry Potter thingies. Potter, put down that one. That's it. Just do that. Potter, put down that one. Potter, put down that microphone. Potter, yeah. Potter, become more interesting. <laughs> I, I did like, I did like what you said about Trevor because, as you said, J.K. Trevor came on and and I, I had the chance to speak with Trevor um, on Wednesday night, and he was very, uh, as he always is, very like polite and and well spoken. And and but you know, it, it did come through. You know, he he said, "I've been you know ready for for several games now." So he he of course has been wanting to get out there and, and prove a point, and he has taken some un fair crap on social media has bitten back once actually um a few weeks ago um it was just uh it was on wednesday night it was just a nice reminder to a lot of people that trevor chalabur is actually a very very 
very competent centre-back and someone who is perfectly capable of playing for Chelsea in the biggest games if needed. We've been moaning about it for weeks, haven't we? Sorry? I said we've been saying that for weeks. Where's Trevo? Why isn't he playing Trevo? Gets his chance, does really well. He, I, I don't think we've lost, have we? With when when he's played for us, played. No. when he started. I mean, we've lost some penalties, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Astonishing, isn't it? Right, listen. Final quick thing because you know this was more interesting than Potter's presser, to be honest. Potter, put down that mic. Um, it was revealed at about five o'clock today. Something that I've, I mean, I've not been directly involved with it, but I've been very aware of it, as have most people who have got tickets for the game, but. Uh, the the idiots in chief, also known as the Premier League, um, announced with a very perfunctory statement that the Man United kickoff time will now be the twenty second of October at five thirty p.m. Um, and they're reducing the Man United allocation by about six hundred tickets, tickets that have already been sold to Man United supporters. Now, I mean, my understanding of it has always been that once the game was moved from the Sunday, which it had to be because of the Champions League involvement for Chelsea on the Tuesday, that um, the clubs, I think actually the TV companies originally wanted it at 12.30pm or the police wanted it at 12.30. Let me get this right. The police wanted it to be 12.30 because they apparently the Man United-Chelsea game is becoming a bit tasty and a bit naughty and they don't want the Man United fans or the Chelsea fans to have been on the piss all day. The TV companies wanted it later because that was the slot that they had available. So 5.30, certainly, maybe even the, the later one at 7.45. Poli- and so you've had this. This is why it's taken so long, because you had this complete impasse. Nobody wanted to give an inch. So I suspect what's happened is, is that, guess what? Who would have thought this? The TV companies have got their own way, or Sky in this instance, have got their own way by getting their 5.30 kickoff. But the quid pro quo was the police saying, well, we can't police it and we won't police it unless the allocation is reduced. So guess who loses out? Guess who loses out? Who knew? Match-going football supporters. Frankly, Sky, Premier League and the Met Police, you can all fuck the fuck off. Is it now on the Saturday, Chidge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday the 22nd. Because I'll tell you what will happen now is that Man United will reduce our allocation by a similar amount when we go up there. That's what will happen. But they, but surely they, they will know that had nothing to do with us as a club. Oh, we have to do what we're told. Yeah. But it's, it's just outrageous. I mean, how can the Met Police say that they're unable or unwilling to police it? I mean, that's appalling for a start. But the fact that the, I mean, you know, I know the broadcasters pay everybody's wages, but they can't keep getting away with this. You know, the line has got to be drawn. I'm sorry I'm getting a bit sweary about it, but I am very seething with anger about it, as you can imagine. But, I mean, if you want to know more about it, I retweeted an excellent tweet by uh, the people at the Man United Supporters Trust who are brilliant people. They've been going a lot longer than we have, and they're run by... I mean, they're a professional outfit. They all get paid and stuff. They're really, really good. And they did, like, a 10-tweet thread on what's been going on, and they are absolutely right. They are equally seething, and I feel for them. You know, it's just... I mean, how would you feel, JK, if you were going up to Old Trafford, you bought your ticket, you bought your train uh, ticket as well, because, of course, as we all know, get the ticket early, cost cost less, and then the, because of the police and the broadcasters, they suddenly tell us, oh, we, we, you can't go now. How would you feel? Uh, I would be upset. That's being <laughs> diplomatic, my friend. Well, actually, apparently, must are thinking of doing a class action 
and suing the police. I think it's brilliant. Do it. Wow. Do it. There you go. What do you, what do you think about that, Clayton? I think it just, excuse me, I think it just reinforces what has been the case for years is we don't count. Yeah. That's what it says, doesn't it? Absolutely. It does. If you're not choking. Yeah, well, you're you're so upset you're choking. I can see that you're you're choking it back, mate. Adam, as a more more reasonable person by far than me, um which befits your position, what do you think about it all? Oh, it's it's a nonsense. It's a nonsense, isn't it? Like the, you know, the fact that match going fans are impacted once again is is wrong, and the fact that Premier League fixture uh, kickoff times take no account to those who actually want to go to matches is wrong. But you know, these are not new issues, and they continue to get raised by supporters and supporters' trusts, but nothing does genuinely seem to change. So that's the most frustrating thing. But yeah. I'm I'm not surprised that match going fans are the ones who are impacted sadly. Yeah, they're not they're not stupid. I mean, here's the thing. The only way you'll get these bastards to change is by having mass mass walkouts, mass non-attendances. And they're not stupid. They know that that is the last thing that any of us would do. We just never won't do it. Happen. No, it's never, never going to happen. No. You know, um yeah. unless it's unless you're Arsenal and it's about 10 minutes to go. I mean, obviously you get mass walkouts then, but you know, or Spurs, they do that, don't they? But it's not going to happen voluntarily. People aren't going to do it. And the, and the broadcasters are not stupid. They know that. So we've got to find some way of kicking back because, you know, nothing's working. It really, it's, it's really annoyed me in a, a way that's really got to me. And I, I don't know what to do about it. But anyway, I'm going to just shut up before I spontaneously combust. Um, anyway, uh, Adam, it's been brilliant having you on. Your, your knowledge about Christopher Vival was very interesting for me as, as was your insight on the game and it's always just lovely to see you um you're you're on duty tomorrow presumably i am indeed i'm on duty tomorrow and then i am staying over at gatwick on sunday because i have a very very early flight out to milan on monday morning i'm glad you're getting over there you've been to the san siro before i haven't i haven't and i'm very pleased i'm going before yeah. they bulldoze it yeah. so yeah no, i'm looking forward to it did you know that did you know that dennis wise scored a fucking great goal there oh, with only 10 minutes to go me. Oh, just oh, I've, I've heard about this Have actually you? um i i, was, I, I remember there. watching it i remember watching it as 10 year old adam no way you were 10 years old in the stadium it was, it was 99 was it 99 right yeah 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 99 yeah it would have been 10 brilliant yeah. stuff well look you enjoy it mate and uh enjoy it tomorrow i doubt if we'll i'll see you because you'll be working and sitting in a press box somewhere but uh i shall wave you won't see me but I'll, I, I shall I'll wave. keep an eye out i will i'll I will keep wave. an eye out jonathan I'll I'll up. i shout out hello adam he never never yeah he ignores up. you i can't think why you need to peer over you need yeah. to peer. are you in the east end right you need to peer over the front of the press uh, we, did to, we did that we did that to we did that to Liam and he ignored it. Yeah, us. we did it to Liam and he kind uh, of like he ran away. He was just so embarrassed and shamed by it. I don't blame him. Uh, Liam, it's us I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Good, good, disappear. No, you can see other journalists saying, "Do you know those two? And he's going, "No, no, 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 no. Never seen them before." In my life. I don't blame him. Adam, brilliant to see you, mate. Enjoy the weekend and particularly the trip to uh, Milan next uh, next Tuesday. <laughs> I will do. Thank you very much, gents. Pleasure. Cheers, Adam. There you go. The wonderful Adam Newsom from Football.London there, their chief Chelsea correspondent. And uh, we've had, uh, it's been a bit of a longer part than I thought, but there's lots to talk about, weirdly. Always find something to talk about. We'll be back in a minute to talk about the Chelsea Wolves. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? 
Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, and I have got the estimable Jonathan Kidd. Oh, a lovely word to use. Thank you. Lovely to be on the show Good. with the terrific, the terrific. Housewife's Choice. It is Hello. 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 Good to see you. How is the housewife? She's very good. Thank you very much. Do you send choice? She's Thank choice. you for asking. She's oh, choice. She's choice. Send her my best, won't you? I will do. Yeah, I will she's do. She's very yeah. lovely. She's very lovely. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got uh, the Wolves on Saturday. A 3 p.m. kickoff on a Saturday. What, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, let's have a train strike. Attitude closure. I know. So that means I'm going to have to drive, which means I have to limit my beer intake. I am not happy about this. I really am not happy happy about this but there you go i'm clearly quite angry tonight Mm? strike on saturday as well yeah 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 yeah. just wank isn't it but if you want to get if you want to get bladdered you can always come and sleep on a couch in my house well do you know what it would have made sense because i've also got to go up to london again on sunday because my lovely my housewife although she's not a housewife um has booked us in for flu jabs in the in our surgery in, in in pimlico so I've got to go back up again and also drop presents off for my lovely uh, niece, who I think will be 13, 12 or 13 uh, next Best week. Best to find out. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. Uh, what I always do at the start of this show, actually, I don't normally rant. I'm still rant. I'm still seething after that Man United debacle. But anyway, uh, I usually start, don't I, JK, with my team. 
yes. my team selection. And do you know what? I, I wasn't far out on uh, Friday, apart from I've got one wrong. Koulibaly basically came in for Gallagher and he had a complete system change. Other than that, I was I was not far far off the side. Uh, I thought you got it completely right. No, no. He, he played three at the back, right? And basically uh, the change, you know, Koulibaly came in and my, my Gallagher went out. That was the only difference. But he played three... Three, oh, four, yes. two, one, three, four, three. So, do you know what I've done? I've pretty much gone with the same thing, which almost guarantees Potter will do something different. Probably play four, 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 two. Who knows? Anyway, I've gone Kepper in goal, Koulibaly, Silva, and Trevo because obviously Fafana is injured. So, Trevo comes in for him. I'd keep Kovacic and Loftus Cheek. Thought they did very well, better than a certain J five in my estimable opinion. Chilwell and James on either wing back. Uh, position um Chilwell is getting better and better the more he plays I think that's he was excellent yeah, it's got to be apparent to... the only reason right Potter won't start Chilwell is because he's trying to manage him as, as in you know not overdo it with him because he's coming back from a serious injury or he's got his tongue up you know who's rear end Cucurella's end I mean that's the only reason he'd start or or he plays Cucurella when well, he could play Cucurella instead of Koulibaly, couldn't he? Actually, in the in the uh, the left uh, centre back role, but I think Chilwell's looking. He's getting close. He's getting close to being the one we know and love. So they they would be my wing backs, and then you've got Mountain Sterling behind Aubameyang. So what do you reckon, J.K.? Um, I think he might play Cucurella. I think he might. What instead of Koulibaly? No, instead of oh, actually, good point. Instead of Koulibaly, yes, yes. I think he may, but then he'd have to change the pattern a bit, wouldn't he? Just to get him forward. I think, he, you know, we're aware that he can play in that position. I can think of a really good reason why he shouldn't play Cucurella and should play Koulibaly. Uh, because if he's a, he's a bit of a bit of a gnome. No, well, who are they going to be up against? Uh, um, people. In all likelihood. Costa. Yes. I think Costa would eat Cucurella <laughs> for, for an aperitif before breakfast. He'll grab his hair. Yeah, he will. Certainly will. But I do take your point. I think I think Cucurella may well come back into it. Uh, any everything everywhere else you're fairly okay with? You think that? Chile was excellent during the week. I mean, you can see you 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 miss it. You forget uh, what a, what a terrific player he is when when he plays well. When as you were saying, uh, Clayton uh, James can just he's so classy you can take the whole game by the scruff of the neck but when chill was playing well as well you've got a really uh you've got a really terrific um skillful fullback uh on the left hand side and also um not just his crossing it which he's good at but also he's he's a terrific got a terrific shot on him and and ghosts into the penalty area so well um uh yeah i i think you'll keep mount stern i thought sterling was a little bit um uh, he, he keeps taking too many touches in the penalty area. That's my my complaint about him, and was was slightly more anonymous. But now that Abamyang is coming to the fore, and you know I can't go on about that the fact that he got on the end of that that James um, centre, which once again Clayton had said that you know nobody was before, and he was just there. And he just followed it in. You go, yeah, it's exactly what a proper centre forward does. Um, and uh, I, I still think he might he might give J five a go. Um, just because of his presence, but uh, um, I, I, you, you could be absolutely right, Chidji. It looks to me as if it, uh, uh, presence is the wrong wrong word for for J five, but I mean his his um, his sort of status, his passing ability. But uh, in terms of actually having a a big rock of a 
of a, a midfield player, um, a Hullet-like performer. I think uh, Cheek is the man. And if he gets keeps playing and gets better and better, then he'll be he'll be first choice. Um, and then uh, J5 will be off, which I think he will be anyway in the summer. Um, but yeah, I hope he plays Chalabar. I can't think what alternative he'd have. What, what alternative? Well, Dave. Yeah, yeah, please, no, please, please, no. <laughs> no, he'll play Chalabar. Um, uh, yeah, Sterling, Mountain of Amiang. I think uh, Sterling is still yet to be the, the player we want him to be. He's a very good dribbler. Um, it, um, he's playing a bit of a, a second fiddle at the moment. And it, it's, it, he did the same thing he normally does. He got, he got into the penalty area. He should just have shot, took two touches and got dispossessed yeah. during the week. You just think, oh, come on, mate. Come on, just shoot. Um, but um, yeah, uh, uh, so with, with other than the two caveats I've given there for possibly... Cucurella coming in for Koulibaly. I think you're. Uh, I think you're spot on, Chich. All right, Clayton. Um, I don't think that he will play Chilwell because I think he will probably want him to play in Milan, and I think there is a little bit of that. And I'm not sure whether there's other players that he might rest because of that. Um, I think you've got to have one of either Kovacic or J5. And I think he might play J5 because he wants Kovacic to play over in Milan. Um, I I think I agree with what Johnson says. Sterling last couple of games has been a bit slightly off the pace. I mean, I think he's, I love his work rate. I really do. Um, But in both those games, I mean, the Palace game, he missed a really, really, good chance and I I think we've always known you know just from watching him from City and watching him from England that he can be quite wasteful um, but I think what he does is is he puts the defence on the back foot because they know he's there and he's so speedy etc and he likes running at people which is always dangerous um, yeah I mean I think you I think that you've got to draw the line between keeping up momentum so that front three you think would go again um yeah I mean the only thing I would say is do you need to play five at the back against the most boring team in the Premier League who basically shows zero ambition um in coming forward and I was horrified to hear earlier today that they've only scored three goals this season which basically means that they must be on for a hatful tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they are, I mean, they're, I hate watching them. I think they're so dull, so, so dull. Um, so I don't know. I, it, it's quite difficult. We, tomorrow we're going to need that that thing that we haven't got, that, that person who plays that wonderful ball through midfield. Um, but he could he, he could do what he did against Palace, and that that would be to play four at the back and and yeah. three stroke five in I midfield. Think there's a good chance that he will play four because I do think that that Wolves pack the midfield. Um, but it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're, they're coming without a manager, and it might be that they've been straight jacketed by Bruno Large, and and they they basically just play with a, a sort of bit of you know freedom. Mm. Well, they have got a manager because they've got this bloke Davis who's their manager, haven't they? So they've got who's yeah. a coach who's come in obviously to do it. So yeah. he might ask them to play differently, but I doubt it. I think you're right. I think they'll play. The well, on the basis that we might go four at the back, it could therefore end up being um, 
you know, let's say Cucurella for sake of argument, Koulibaly, Silva, James, and then possibly Kovacic or J5, Mount and Loftus-Cheek possibly, or, you know, Mount, uh, J5, Kovacic. So Mount will drop back into midfield. And then then he's got a choice as to who... Who's? I mean, there'll be two up front, won't it? So it'll be Sterling and Aubameyang, I would imagine. I think Havertz has had his day at the moment. I think he's going to get in at you know other other less important games. He said in the presser that he wasn't actually picking for for um, for Wednesday. He wasn't bothered about that. He said, "No, we do it game by game." Yeah. He said, "Well, that's a Mandy Rice Davis, isn't it?" Yes, yes, of course, yes, yes. He would, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he would, wouldn't he? Exactly that. Well. All will be revealed at about 2pm on Saturday. Now, Wolves have got problems of their own. They've got Jimenez, Chiquinho, uh, Kaladzic and Neto all out injured and Collins and Neves suspended. Now, uh, I would imagine Jimenez, Neves, Kaladzic and Neto are certainly quite big losses for them. But, and this is what worries me, gents. We've been around, all three of us, a very long time. And I mean, isn't it quite ironic that in the space of four or five days, Thiago Silva will have had to face down one old Chelsea number nine, with the operative word being old, one old Chelsea number nine in Olivier Giroud. And a few days later, he's going to have to face down another old Chelsea number nine in Diego Costa. But, you know, it, you know, it, it worries the shit out of me because we all know we've all read. We've all seen the movie before many times. We've seen it like Diego Costa eight, you know. Yeah, but if he scores, we'll probably score more. Well, that's my belief, J.K. But I'll tell you what, you know, it's easy to go, oh, he's a bag of shit, what you're talking about. I watched the Wolves-West Ham match. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and when he came on, he looked sharp. He wasn't far off scoring a cracking goal with his head. Your head, you absolutely agree. Yeah, he looked fine, actually. He looked good. I agree with you. I agree, but I I don't think they'll start him. He'll come on as a sub again. I don't think he'll play for him. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's a he's a master or master shithouser as well. I mean that's the other worry. Clayton, what do you think about the return of Diego? Can't wait to see him. Yeah, love the old bugger. Yeah, I mean it's quite interesting because when Giroud went off and everybody applauded and called his name and what have you, and my mate said to me, he said, "Oh, it's easy to do that when you're winning three 0 And I said, "Do you know?" I think they would have done that had had we been losing three 0 because I think there's so much affection for him. Um, but Giroud, yeah, and I and I do think, and I I don't know um, what I heard today, which I thought was absolutely hysterical, and and very very true, is the fact that when you know Diego will get a fantastic reception tomorrow, he will do. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and I think if he scores, it will be a Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank moment when he scores for Middlesbrough. I think it will be that similar sort of thing we'll be pissed off but we're actually you know have a grudging respect or what have you but you think about the circumstances of his departure and what he did was about 10 times worse than what Courtois did and yet Courtois got absolute dog's abuse so but yeah now I'd listen I, I I would love to see him I don't know I mean I didn't see the Wolves thing but he came on for what about 20 minutes half an hour Less than that, but 15, 15 minutes maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's basically not played football for 18 months. He didn't properly. look like it, he didn't look like it. He looked sharp, seriously. Yeah, and, that's and he 10, didn't, and he didn't, minutes though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, true enough. But he didn't look slow or labored, you know, he didn't look like his legs are gone. But he's not that old, is he? What is he, 34? I don't know, mate. 
no idea. He could be one of those kind of Brazilians whose birth date and real real date age are completely different. You know. Well, he he looks at he he's uh hold on I'll tell you exactly how old he is. He is uh about thirty four. Thirty four. Good guess. Well done. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I I, yeah, I think it's extensive research in the two minutes before I agreed to come on tonight. Well done. Well done, mate. Well, I I mean, look, you know, I think Silver managed to keep uh, Oli Giroud quiet and. I think I think we obviously are more than capable of keeping Diego quiet. I mean, as I said, I'd like like some some you know physicality in defence. Koulibaly and Trevo would do that um, because he's very good at out muscling people and shit housing people. But I'm 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 very wary of the you know the the narrative arc which dictates that somebody who comes back that you love is going to go and score against you. But I think as J.K. said, we're better than them. I mean, they are horrible at the moment, J.K absolutely horrible um well i've got some some phenomenal stats here right the last time right hang on uh, they haven't won since early in september um what the, what's the other one that uh, i i saw that, that was absolutely frightening it's the fact that they just don't score goals as, as you said i mean uh the last time wolves scored more than once in a league away game was back in may when they scored two against us in the two all draw and they've not won in the Premier League away since March. They've drawn two and lost six. And two of those defeats, interestingly enough, and this is what also I thought was... I think this is actually the most interesting stat. Two of the defeats they've had uh, came after they opened the scoring within the first 10 minutes. So you know what we always say, like, oh my God, we've gone behind. I think against Wolves, if we go behind, we'll be all right because they, they can't hold on to a lead. So they're in horrible form. They really, really are. Um... I mean, their record against us in the Premier League is is horrible too. I mean, they've played eight times. Uh, we've won five, drawn three, and lost <laughs> lost zero. So, you know, and they've just lost their manager. They don't have a new manager, so to speak. So they won't. I'm wondering if we we won't see we won't see the usual new manager bounce. They've got nobody to, you know, they won't be playing for their places per se. They've got the the coaching team there, haven't they? So, really, we shouldn't have. You would have thought we wouldn't have too many problems on Saturday, JK, but when have we said that before? Well, I think they've lost eight, haven't they? So they look um, relegation bound. Um, and they've got this guy, as I said, Davis in, who's the uh, the Wolves Academy's um, under uh, under 18 head. But that doesn't mean he's, he's a rubbish manager. Um, but, you know... Um, uh, yeah, they're not coming. You know, they haven't got Neves, as you said, because he's suspended. Uh, they got Podence yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, Pod, decent player, mm. and Triore always. Do, but you know, we're always associated. Every time there's a anything anybody to be bought, it's always Saint Maximum and Triore, the two kind of you know just heavy runners, sprinters that we somehow are associated and linked with. Not, neither of whom would ever be bought by Chelsea, um, but. Um, uh we we seem to we we haven't done hugely well against them though have we we seem to be um we give away a soft goal and then they're quite they're quite hard to break down um but we really should in this instance they're very poor recently jk we haven't uh we won back in 2020 when we won 2-0 yes true um and that was that was the, i think that was the last match of the lockdown season wasn't it we needed to win to uh, to qualify, it was, that, it was us or them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. With Lamps, Mount, Mount, Mount scored a free kick, didn't he? 
What? Didn't we draw 2-2 with them away? Yeah, we did. Last time out, back in May, we drew 2-2. Before that, uh, away to Wolves, we drew 0-0. Before that, home, uh, under Tuchel, it was Tuchel's first match, wasn't it? Uh, We drew 0-0. Very cautious match. And before that, uh, under Frank, we'd lost 2-1 up at Wolves when they... You know, they suck at us. They hit us on the counter and pretty much the last minute and one, two, one. It was atrocious performance, that. And then before yeah. that, that was the one where we had to beat them to finish in top, the top four and we won 2 nil. So and I, last season, we also had that nil nil up at their place yeah, where yeah. we had that 18 COVID and they wouldn't call, we were the yeah. only team, they wouldn't call our game That's off. right. And it was in the fog too, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So, I mean, as always, you need to add a bit of context into the results. But JK's right. We've the last time we beat them was five matches ago. So, uh, but I, you know, again, I, I just think given where they are, given where we are at the moment, really, we should be beating Wolves. In which case, Clayton, what are you going to predict? Um, two nil. Two nil. So how, how do you see it going as a game? Uh I think that we will get two goals before half time. Mm. Okay. Well, I, think, I think scoring first against them quickly will just knock any confidence they may have out of them. And I think it will be, if we do that, it'll be fairly comfortable. Excellent stuff, JK. Um, um, I think. We've apparently dropped eight points from winning positions against them uh, since 2018, more than any other side in that time. So we really do need to uh, give them a good kicking. Good seeing to you, mate. Yes, absolutely. So um, uh, I'd like us to win 4-1, please. Okay. With Costa scoring their one. I'll accept that. Um, I'm going to uh, split the difference between you two. I, I'm going to say 2-1 because I, I think if Costa plays, he's going to score. It is that simple. But I think 2-1 two, two, or 3-1, I'm going to err on the side of caution and say 2-1. Uh, but, I, I re- you know, we really should be winning this, let's be honest. And, of course, if we do, we go into fourth place. And also, Potter remains unbeaten. So, well done, Potter, if that happens. We shall find out on Saturday, that's for sure. I'm going to be there. Um, Clayton's going to be there. JK's, I shall wave to you, Clayton, unless I see you at the stall beforehand. Tomorrow's going to be interesting because I basically have got to bus and walk. So I'm, I've got absolutely no idea what time I'm going to be or where I'm going to be. I suspect I shall walk past the stall at some stage, but it might be quite early. Mm. I mean, I'm going to drive up quite early too, actually, so I can park somewhere. So there we go. And I shall go to the stall. Then I shall go to the cock tavern, as always. JK? I'm taking my daughter. So uh, it should be interesting. Mm. Let's hope Mason Mount's playing. Has she, has she now put, put her affections elsewhere? Um, She she likes Reese. She likes Reese. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Pickle, Traitor. very pickle. Temporary. Traitor, mate. She likes, she likes, prefers Mace's haircut now. Okay. Which I good. But at the same time, Reese has entered into her... Uh, a little, uh, a little mind, a little appreciative, appreciative athletic, athletic, good athletic body mind. Lovely stuff. Well, look, you have a great day out with uh, your lovely daughter, and uh, we will enjoy it, no doubt. Um, you lot out there too, no doubt. Now uh, we'll be back on Monday, obviously. Me, uh, J.K. Dino, Dean Mears. First time we've had Dean on the show for ages. Looking forward to that. And uh, obviously, myself will be back on Monday for the main Chelsea Fancast show at seven p.m. And we're going to be looking back at the match against Wolves, obviously, and ahead to the match against Milan on Tuesday evening. And in fact, we're going to have uh, Sheridan Bird back with us to uh, tell us 
a little bit about what he thought about the game last week and what he thinks might happen on the Tuesday. He was great on on Monday, wasn't he? Fantastic. Yeah, he got a lot of love on Twitter for his uh, his appearance, which I think was right. well deserved. He's such a lovely, he's very funny as well. Excellently merited, really, really yeah. top stuff. Knows his onions. So there we go. Shezza's back with us on the on the Monday as well. Right. So uh, you lot out in Mixler, thank you for joining us as always, and uh, of course for people listening to this as a podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.